name is Danny Forshee. I'm pastor here at Great Hills Baptist Church, and we are delighted uh, that you're here today. God bless you. It's a special day as we recognize and honor all of our ladies, uh, but especially we honor those who have that title of mom and grandmom, great-grandmom, and so forth. So we're so delighted uh, that you're here today. And we have uh, uh, some special guests. I-, I love the fact that uh, Terry and Sharon Samplaski have joined us for worship today. They are the other set of grandparents for Claire Samplaski. So Terry and Sharon, God bless y'all. If y'all wave at us just a second over here. Amen. We welcome y'all. Glad they're here. He's a worship pastor in San Antonio, loves the Lord, a great, great man of God. I'm just delighted that they're here. Did I see Mary Lauren here as well? Oh, thank you. Thank you guys for coming. Is that Jamie as well? Praise the Lord. We've got a lot of the family uh, here, here with us. So again, we're just delighted that you're here. I have a special message created for the moms, and it's in Proverbs 31. If you have a Bible, want to open it up, that'd be great. If you're watching us on YouTube or Facebook, Twitter, whatever um, live stream you're watching us. If you are on Facebook, click share so that everybody and all your friends will know that you're watching us and you're worshiping with us here at Great Hills Baptist Church. But we're in Proverbs chapter 31. We welcome you all. We're thrilled, thrilled that you're here today. And I know for some, this is a hard day and it, it took a Herculean uh, Wonder Woman kind of effort for you to get here today. And I'm glad that you're here. God bless you. May the Lord just richly bless and shine upon you today, especially of you that are, that are hurting today. Maybe you've had some, some tough experiences in life related to children or your mom or your grandmom, and you chose to come anyhow. God bless you. We thank you. We're glad that you're here. Now, I'm just praying that God would take this message from Proverbs 31, a very familiar passage of Scripture. And that God would just massage your heart with it. He would just encourage you. He would let you know that you're in the right place at the right time and and that He uh, loves you. You're very special and prized in the eyes of God and the eyes of many. And so we are just thrilled that you are, that you're here today. I love studying biography and, and autobiography. I'm just about to finish up Leonardo da Vinci's biography. I leave for Rome tomorrow, and so I'm, I'm studying up on all this art that I want to get to go see. But I, I, as I look through the, the Bible, there, there are some amazing women in the Bible. I mean, you can go at the very beginning. You look at Eve, uh, the mother of us all, a phenomenal lady. And then you look at Oh my goodness, and Rachel, and Rebecca, and Sarah, and then you go to Ruth, and Hannah, and you come over to the New Testament, and you see Mary, and a lady named Priscilla, and Phoebe, and so on and so forth. And so today, ladies, it's all about you. I, I, I was in the book of Acts, and I had a message I wanted to prepare and study for, but it had to do with a lot of men. So I didn't want to preach about a lot of men. I want to make this message about about the Lord and about you. So her name is Elias Sabir. Elias Sabir. She has the title of the youngest professor in the history of mankind at a college. Abia was a, a prodigy of, of a child. She, when she was eight months old, she was reading and speaking at eight months of age. At five years of age, she graduated from elementary school. You you can't make this stuff up. I mean, this is a true, true story. She uh, went into college at age, uh, I think it was around age 10, yes, and she graduated summa cum laude at 14 years of age with a degree in mathematics. Yeah. And then she went on to become the youngest professor ever 
at a college or a university, and ladies, it wasn't a man, it was a woman who did this at the ripe old age of 18. She is an engineer and applied mathematics professor, just absolutely a phenomenal lady. And yet, the Bible says, yet in, in all the beauty and all the intellect and the abilities that women may possess, the greatest possession, the greatest, the most prized treasure of all is a woman who fears God, a woman who loves God, loves her family, loves those around her. So it doesn't matter how much money we have, what our intellectual acumen or academics we have, a woman who fears God, who loves God with all of her heart, with all of her soul and mind and strength, that woman, the Bible says, is the ideal woman, the person that we get to study today, and she really is personified in the book of Proverbs chapter 31. Verse 1 begins with King Lemuel. Now, we don't know who this man is, but King Lemuel's mother writes, uh, or it's this, this person, she speaks these Proverbs, and many people have tried to figure out who is King Lemuel. Well, some believe that it's another name for Solomon. And so, Solomon's mother is a lady by the name of Bathsheba, which I find this amazing that if Bathsheba wrote this, most of us know Bathsheba for the sins that she committed with King David, but wouldn't it be just like God to take a person who has sinned egregiously and, and broken her vows and broken vows before God? Isn't it just like God to take that person and forgive them and use them mightily? Other people say King Lemuel, well, we don't know his historical origins or who he is, but his name, interesting enough, Lemuel means dedicated to God. And so here you have this ideal king, his mother is going to share this proverb with us. Most of the proverbs are written by King Solomon, but not this one. Look at it in verse 1. It says, the words of King Lemuel, the utterance which his mother taught him. So he may have uttered it, but it was his mother who gave him these Proverbs 31. So let's look at it. Ah, I wish we had time to read all verses 10 through 31. By the way, verses 10 through 27 each one of the verses begins with the in order, in sequence, with a letter of the Hebrew alphabet. It's the same thing that David did in Psalm 119. It was a memory aid, a learning device that you would take the letter of the alphabet, A, all the way through, and that you would begin the, um, begin the sentence of the verse with that. So it helped him in their memory. So this is Proverbs 31. I'm going to read verses 28 through 31. And we're going to look at some characteristics of a godly woman, some lady that we can lift up as the ideal lady. I believe, by the way, this is a real person. This is not just a, you know, a caricature or someone that just the ideal person in our imagination. No, I really believe this is a, you say, well, how do you know that? Well, it's, it's rooted in concrete history because verse 1 says we're talking about the name King Lemuel and his mother talking about this ideal person here. It says her children rise up in verse 28. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. So the husband rises up with the children, and he, I believe, verbally praises his wife, this amazing woman. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful, and beauty is passing. But a woman who fears the Lord a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. 
John Phillips, in his commentary on, the, uh, on this book of Proverbs, chapter 31, he uses a beautiful alliterative device on how he describes this lady, and he goes through the whole, the whole pericope, the whole chapter, the whole paragraph, that unit of thought there in Proverbs 31, and he uses the letter R to describe a descriptive word for the characteristics, for the attributes of this remarkable woman. In, verses, in verse 10, she's rare. She's restful in verses 11 and 12, resourceful in verses 13 through 15. She's rich in verses 16 through 19. We're going to study this in a few moments, but she is a very industrious woman. She's a very intelligent woman. She's in the merchandising business. She buys vineyards. She buys real estate. She flips it. She sells it. And she makes this money. And the way, and, and it's amazing the business acumen she has. But in the midst of all that, she's known primarily for fearing God, loving her husband, and loving her children. Pretty remarkable. Responsive in verse 20. Ready in verse 21. Respected in verses 22 through 25. She's right. And by the way, aren't they all men? Aren't they right? They're just right. Verses 26 through 27. She's rewarded in verse 28 and renowned in verses 29 through 30. Something the Holy Spirit kept impressing me as I was thinking about this, this text and wanting to preach this message with you. And I'm just going to go ahead and share it. And uh, I really believe it's of the Lord. And I hope to revisit this thought. Of, uh, it goes like this. May the Lord bless you and give you the desires of your heart. And if God puts it in your heart to do it, then do it. Dr. Sabur, she said, you know why I teach? I know I'm the youngest professor in the history of, of university and college life. She says, the reason I teach is because I'm good at it. And she wasn't being arrogant. She's just saying, I'm good at teaching. And it's, it's the way, it's, it's the means that I use to help other people. And I want you to think about that for just a moment. Think about the abilities, the talents, the gifts that God has given you that is unique to you. And you do what you do because it's who you are and you're good at it and you leverage it. And you use it to maybe make money or to be renowned and that's all great. But you use it preeminently and for the priority of blessing others and helping others. And I just felt very compelled to share that with you. Whoever you are here today, and ma'am, whatever you do, take what you do. If, if you teach, Jennifer, teach to the best of your ability, and you're good at it. May God bless you and use you in it. And many ladies in here have different professions, and the lady was singing the solo over here just a minute ago as an attorney. I don't know if y'all knew that or not. She's an amazing attorney. I uh, wish I could remember her name. Our Kent Lee Serena. Mercy, Serena standing right here. And the other lady that was standing over here was uh, Hillary. Hillary has a master's degree in, in theology at Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, was a missionary at one time in China. I, can I just say, we got some pretty remarkable women in the house at Great Hills Baptist Church. Amen. We do. We do. So let's look at this lady. Let's look at some characteristics of her life. First of all, she does have a splendid home life. And that comes out very forcibly and very vocally, if you will, in verse 28, because it says, her children, and these are the people that are very important to her, her children rise up. Somebody joked, yeah, my kids just rise up. They don't say anything of a blessing. They just rise up and say, give me, give me. But these children rise up. And I never looked at it like this, but one writer that I read said, this is a demonstrative action 
that they are rising up and they're making the effort because they want to bring attention to what they're about to do. I never really say, I'd always just read they rise up and call her blessed, but they rise up with a purpose in mind that they're going to bless their mother. They rise up and they call their mother blessed. Now, who knows us better than the people that live in our home? And if the mother excuse me, if the children and the husband praise her, then she's, she's quite remarkable because you can't, you can fool the people in the public, but you can't fool the people under your roof because they see you, they watch you, they know you. And I'm sure this lady, she had her, she had her problems, she had her hangups like we all do, but by and large, she was such a woman of integrity, a God-fearing woman that in unison in this beautiful chorus with children and husband alike, they rise up and they say, ma'am, you are amazing. Blessed are you. Ashar is the Hebrew word, and it means to be straight, to be level, to be right, to be happy, and to prosper. When you study the book of Proverbs, and I do every morning, I don't know, for 15 years now, every morning I rise up and I read a chapter in the book of Proverbs. Today is the 12th, and I read Proverbs chapter 12, and my favorite of all the Proverbs is 25. Anxiety in the heart of man causes depression, but a good word makes it glad. And I hope I'm doing that today for you, ma'am. I really do. I, my, my primary desire today is to speak a good word over you. That when you walk out of this place today, you will know that God loves you and we love you. And no matter what it is you're dealing with, no matter how difficult the situation, it may be with your children, it may be with your grandchildren, it may be with your job, it may be with your marriage, it may be with your finances, it may be with your future. I don't know what it is, but when you leave this place today, I want you to walk out of here and say, I, I am troubled and there are some difficult things going on in my life, but this much I know, God loves me. God is not against me. God is for me. And God is going to work things out for His glory and for my good. The two groups that praise her, first her children, then secondly, her husband. you see that? Her husband also, and he praises her there in verse 28, verbally praises her. And gentlemen, that's something we, we just have to do. We have to do a better job at it. Uh, you say, well, thank you, uh, Brother Danny, but I, I'm just, I don't talk a lot, you know. I'm just a, I'm a man of few words, and I just let my actions speak for themselves. There's a Hebrew word for that. Let me think about it. It's called baloney, all right? <laughs> Guys, you, we, we can speak. I mean, we, we talk all the time at work or with our buddies and recreation, and, and we give praise, and we lift people up, and, and this guy... He says, I'm going to praise, verbally bless, and encourage this spectacular, amazing woman who is the mother of my children. So she has this amazing home life because the very people in her home, those that mean the most to her, are the ones who rise up and call her blessed. They call her straight. They call her, you are a godly woman, and her husband as well. Secondly, I just entitled this part, she just lives on a superior level. This lady, when you study her life, when you go through verses 10 through 27, you're like, wow. Uh, it says, you, in verse 29, many daughters have done well, watch this, but you excel them all. And by the way, this is a great example of what scholars call Hebrew parallelism. 
parallelism is where the writer will make a statement and then right in the same breath, right underneath it, he will basically make the same statement just with a little different verbiage or a little different uh, usage of the language. And he does this here, or she does it. Uh, Lemuel's, mother, uh, uh, Lemuel's mother says, many daughters have done well, but you, talking about this godly woman, you excel. Excel, the Hebrew word is Allah. And it means to ascend, to shoot forth. It means to spring up. It has all this connotation of, of goodness and correctness. And in my mind's eye, when I, when I saw this Hebrew word and I was studying it, in my mind's eye, I, I saw this beautiful tree, this tree that is extending its branches. It is covered in foliage, covered in leaves, and it provides shade. And it provides a place of rest. And it provides nourishment from those who come underneath. And that's precisely what this woman does. The Bible says that we are to reach out to the poor and needy. And this lady, when you read about her, that's exactly what she did. She lifted up her arms and her hands and she worked so diligently that she provided for those in her household and she also provided for the poor and the needy. You say, well, how do I do this? How do I live this superior quality kind of life? Well, it begins... As I said earlier, it begins with the fear of God, a love of God, and it continues on as you love your families well. You say, I'm not married, but you have a mom, you have a dad, you love them well. And you, if you have a job that you excel in your job, you do the absolute best job that you can and that you, com you, you contribute. You're, you're not a bane to society or a blessing to society. And so this woman does this. It's interesting to, to me that this woman is, is very very gifted. As you study the whole chapter, you'll see that she's good with real estate. She buys a vineyard. She flips it. She turns a profit. She has her own apparel or merchandising business. She creates, creates, crafts this merchandise with her own hands and she sells it. Verse 24, she's a hardworking, industrious woman who loves God, loves her family, loves what she, what she does. So she is uh, superior. Because it says, many have done well, but you, you are superior. You have excelled them all. Number three, this is my favorite part of the sermon. I have four aspects or four characteristics of this lady, but this is by far my favorite. Verse 30 says, she's a spiritual woman. It says, charm is deceitful and beauty certainly passes or it fades away. And contrast that with a woman who fears the Lord because she will be praised. Now, as we look at the spiritual dimension of this woman, I want you to look at the negative and the positive with me. And the writer here does a great job of, it, of lifting up both characteristics, first in a negative light and then secondly in a positive. The negative goes like this, charm is deceitful. The Hebrew word cane here, it means what it, what it sounds like. It is, it is the outward beauty of a face or of a form, a figure, or whatever, all of this outward charm and, and beauty. One writer puts it this way, it's a pleasing manner developed through drill and discipline. It invites the favor of family and friends, but it's a mere outward varnish or veneer. It's a physical beauty which quickly fades away over time, over the decades. That charm, that beauty, it dissipates and fades. But listen to this, charm and beauty are defined by human convention, and thus they are, and here's the word I wanted to get put on y'all today, transitory. It's transitory, it's transient, it's here, and then it's gone. 
And, and no matter how much, how much you work at it or you, 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 you try, you, you cannot turn back Father Tom. I mean, it just happens. And we all get, get older and we all look different and we all die. But you know what remains is that spirit that loves God. That's what remains. And women, that's what is attractive. That is what is appealing. That is what we, we honor. And that's what we lift up today. Charm is deceitful, yes. Beauty is passing is vain, yes. But a woman who fears God, Yari God, is a woman that submits to God, who reveres God, who stands for God, who honors God. Everybody around her knows that she is a woman of God. Now that is a woman that we praise. A godly woman, a God-fearing woman, a woman, if you will, of faith. She fears the Lord. As you read the book of Proverbs, it's really fascinating, and I don't have this in my notes, but I want to share this with you, some things I've gleaned from the book of Proverbs. Number one, it has a lot to say about wisdom. If you want to become more wise, I would encourage you to read the book of Proverbs. It is saturated with words of wisdom. For example, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. It also has a lot to say about women, both kinds of women. It <laughs> has a lot to say about the loose moral woman who abandons her God and the covenant that she made with her husband. And by the way, in some places it gets pretty graphic about this woman who, who turns away from the things of God and fearing God and engages in a lifestyle that is very pleasing and indulging to the flesh, but it's not very honoring to God. And then the writer Solomon talks a lot about the married woman who is a gift to God, a gift to her husband, and she is a wonderful woman if she walks with the Lord, but if she doesn't walk with the Lord, and then it gets very interesting. It says, well, the husband, he gets as far away from her as he can in the house. And if she is continually contentious and difficult, it says, well, he goes up on top of the roof. He's still trying to get away from her. And if she can still get to him and nag at him, then it says, then he goes out into the open desert and says, better to be out here than to be with that woman because she's driving me absolutely crazy. Now, we don't have anybody like that here, and I'm glad. And we're not, we're not talking so much about that woman. We're talking about the good, the godly woman who, who loves God who worships God, who loves her family. And as I said earlier, and, and the most important quality to me here is that she is a, is a spiritual woman, a God-fearing woman. First Peter 3, 4 says this, we are to look, ladies, you are to pursue the incorruptible beauty, you see this, of a gentle and a quiet spirit, incorruptible beauty of a gentle and a quiet spirit. Now, ladies, if y'all allow me just to meddle for just a minute, and um, I had a thought, and I want to share this thought with you. And men, Father's Day's coming, and we'll get to pick on, I mean, we'll get to encourage you and uh, challenge you at Father's Day. But women, think about, I know that the adornment of the hair and the jewelry and the makeup and the pedicures and manicures, I know that's important. In fact, a few years ago, I was introduced to pedicures and it changed my life. I'm just saying, I, I think it's pretty cool. I, I, I never thought in my life, country boy from Alabama, get a pedicure. But anyhow, I digress. So, ladies, what if you spent the same amount of time and effort and money on the outward 
What if you spent that same amount of time, effort, and money on the inward? You say, well, it takes me 45 minutes, Brother Danny. Look at this. This just doesn't happen. This, this takes time, you know? I mean, all kinds of things are going on here. You've got to appreciate that. And look at this hair and how oh, wonderful. You're, you're beautiful. Praise the Lord. But what if you spent those 45 minutes equally in prayer and in Bible study and walking with the Lord as much time as you put on the outward beauty, which will fade, which will dissipate, which will no longer be here, but your legacy, your life, your testimony, your godliness, that is prized and more beautiful. Just, just a thought, just a thought I had that if you would give equal time, okay, what, what a beautiful thing that would be. The last thing I want to share with you, and in verse 31, it's just what I call a successful life. She, a splendid woman, a spiritual woman, successful woman, but look, look at this, verse 31, give her, okay, she's in the receiving mood now, give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. Talk about the fruit of her hands. When, when you look through this chapter, you'll notice she has a lot of fruit attributed to her industrious, hardworking, business acumen, disciplined ethic. I mean, she is pretty remarkable. And the writer says, give her. You know, the Bible says the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow to it. And she's rich. She's probably rich in every form of the word, materially, financially, but more importantly, she is wealthy and rich beyond compare when it comes to the things of God because the defining moment of her life is in that verse where it says, charm is deceitful, beauty is vain. But a woman who fears God, she fears God, she will be praised. So now we're giving her the praise. We're giving her the fruit of her hands. And now we're giving her the, the praise at the gates. The gates, by the way, was the prominent place in the city. It's where business transactions happened. It's where community happened. And, and it was a very conspicuous place. And when you go to the gates and you think about, you think about a bunch of old men, don't you? Just kind of sitting around the gates, you know, and talking and chewing the fat. But no, in this context, the gate of the city, it is a, it is a place of merchandise and, and trading and buying and bargaining. And, and, the, and by the way, when they talk, they talk about her. Y'all heard about that woman? It's kind of like Lydia, the Thyatira woman, of the seller of purple. I can't wait to preach about her in Acts chapter 16. This very successful, prominent businesswoman who gives her life to the Lord, who fears God. And you say, well, I, you know, you just can't be both. You, you got to be a person of the world or you got to be a person of God. You just can't do both. But yes, you can. You can be a person who is industrious and hardworking and, and you, you do a good job. Your colleagues love you. They respect you. And you put in a solid day's work if you work outside the home. And if you're in the home, then you always work. Amen. I mean, you're just always doing something. And you give your best to that. And simultaneously, you are a woman of God, a woman of faith, a woman of prayer and fasting and reading the Word of God. And I think it's a beautiful thing to amalgamate, to bring the two together in a very beautiful person person who is deeply hardworking and also very deeply spiritual. I, I think it's possible. I live with a lady like that. I praise God. And my wife is that, she is this person, best person I ever met in my life. And I'll say that till I, till she quit, she tells me to quit saying it. I'm going to keep saying it. And that she is. And she works about three days a week for a group of doctors. She does the uh, accounting and uh, she's a lot better at math than I am or ever will be. And then she 
helps in our home, and, and she, most of all she does, is she keeps me sane so that I can pastor you. That's, that's a blessed thing she does. She keeps me in my, in my right mind, and I praise God for that. Thank you, dear. I love you. Did I say everything you told me to say? <laughs> She's going to strangle me, I'm telling you. I'm so blessed. You know, Ashley, I'm going to speak a word of blessing over you. I have not, I've never said this publicly, and I'm going to say it, and I'm glad Trisha's here to hear it. But all three of you ladies, you and Emma Michelle and Trisha, y'all love Jesus, and you love your husbands. Knuckleheads, Neil, as we may be sometimes, and me, you, and Jay, we're, we're not perfect, but Y'all are fiercely loyal. I think you would rather die than commit adultery. I think you love your families fiercely. And I praise God for y'all, I really do. And I, I praise God for Evelyn, because she's raised some, some mighty women, some champions. So, by the way, thank y'all for letting me speak a, speak a blessing over, over my wife and my sister-in-law who is here. So. Abraham Lincoln said, all that I've ever accomplished in life, I owe it to my mom. I owe it to my mother. George Washington had a very similar statement. And ladies, let me just say this in closing. We, we love you. We honor you. Some of you are single. Some of you are widowed. Some of you have never had children. Some of you are married, some of you have children, some of you have grandchildren, even great-grandchildren. But the primary thing is you are of the female gender, and we say we love you, God bless you, and we honor you today. In fact, when you leave today, we have a gift for you. We have a rose we want to put in the hand of every lady above the age of 18. How about that? 18 and above. If you walk out, we'd love to bless you and just let you know again how special you are. And man, I, I don't want to encourage us that we would, uh, we would tell our daughters, we would tell our wives, our moms, man, I wish my mom was alive. I would call her. I would encourage her for all the time she encouraged me and verbally, not just, not just say, well, I'll get her a gift or I'll just send her a note. No, verbally, because it means so much. If you're here today and you'd say, wow, this is a pretty remarkable person and how, how, do, I, how do I attain to that kind of life? Well, I, I, honestly, it begins. It genuinely begins with your relationship with God. If you get that right, watch this. If you get the vertical right, then the horizontal is a piece of cake. If you really are rightly related to God through Christ, and Jesus Christ is your Savior and Lord, He's forgiven you of your sins, you're made right, you're justified just as if you've never sinned, you're in right standing with God. When that happens, Jesus Christ, He becomes the Lord and Savior of your life. Listen, you may be a, a woman, you may be a man, maybe a student, a child today. When you give your life to Christ, oh, let me tell you, life really begins to make sense. I mean, you really begin to live. You're properly related to God through Christ. The Bible says Jesus suffered one time for sins, the just one for the unjust ones, so that he might bring us to God. And so I invite you today, if you've never committed your life to Christ, if, you, if you've never done what this woman did, fear God, worship God, become a follower of God, I invite you to do that today. It begins with a very simple prayer of commitment. Lord, I'm a sinner. I'm sorry. Would you forgive me? And I give you my life. That's, that's basically how it goes. And then 
you begin this walk with God. Let us help you here at Great Hills. It's one of our, it's one of our real core values is to help build strong marriages and, and strong families. And it's such a blessing last Wednesday night to see, you know, a bunch of men in the Great Hall and to hear the testimonies of those men and to and to see three of those men pray to receive Christ, it, it, that's important to Great Hills. We, we want to build the men. We want to build the women. We want to build strong marriages and families so that you weather those storms and you're able to stand in the midst of such adversity and such hostility that is outside those, those doors. So I love you, Great Hills. You're a, you're a great church. I'm, I, I, I do. I, I just feel, I feel blessed. Uh, I feel blessed to pastor you. I feel blessed to go represent you tomorrow in, in Italy as I go on this mission trip to, and by the way, the only reason they asked me to go is because I pastor Great Hills Baptist Church. That's just, that's just a fact. Because if I didn't pastor this church, there's no way they're going to ask me to come on this vision trip to see this mighty work of God in Italy that is going on. They took a hand of pastor, about five pastors in the States, and they said, we want y'all to go. And we want you to see what God is doing in this country of Italy. And then when you come back and when you go to the Southern Baptist Convention and wherever you go, just brag on Jesus. Ashley keeps asking me, what are you going to do on this mission trip? I'm like, I'm just going to watch. I'm just going to go see. It's a, it's a vision trip. So thank you for letting me do that. God bless you. I love you, church. Let's pray. Have our invitation. And then, whoo, good luck going to the restaurants. They are packed. I mean, they're just absolutely packed. Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you for your word. Thank you for these good godly women that are in this church. Lord, they are the glue that seems to hold everything together in our homes without our wives, Lord, without these godly moms. Where in the world would we be? Lord, I can't even imagine where I would be without Ashley in my life and the rock that she is in our home. And I thank you for her. I bless her. I praise her even in the assembly of the congregation of the people of God. And I do the same for every woman here, God. I praise them and bless them in Jesus' name. Those industrious, hardworking teachers and business owners and attorneys and doctors, and we have it all here at Great Hills. Bless them, oh God, we pray. Bless those moms in those homes. Whew. Lord, what a job. What an incredible job. As I watch Hannah, Lord, raising Claire and just... Ooh, what a, what a great work her and Jeffrey are doing. And, and it just takes time and energy. And Lord, thank you for these wonderful godly mothers. Lord, I do pray if anybody here today is lost and doesn't, doesn't know you, Jesus, they don't have that relationship with you, that Lord, may it be said of them that was said of the woman. Proverbs 31, yes, charm is deceitful and beauty does fade. But here we have a woman that fears God. And we praise her. Would you fear God today? Would you revere God, honor God, put God first? And then watch what God does in your family, in your business, in your life. So I pray for that. Lord, I pray the blessings of heaven upon every woman that is here today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Would you stand to your feet? We're going to sing a song of invitation and praise to the Lord. Invite you if you're here today, you want to come and pray or speak to someone, we invite you to do that even now.